Hello, hello, Audio Apocalyptica. This is Johnny Franks on Active Radioactive Radio. For the bored to tears survivor just glad to have something, anything to stave off the humdrum monotony of just trying to make it through another day. Coming to you live from my mountaintop bunker with all the infotainment I can muster. And I can muster a plenty, don't you worry, your warm, beating hearts. Those same warm, beating hearts that lure those night vision-possessing beasts right to ya. My god, it's more horrible than any fiction a writer could come up with. Of course, with all the running from irradiated creatures and hiding from horribly mutated creations, we don't need horror writers these days. Life is our horror novel. But luckily, I don't have to worry about that. I'm living the dream. Speaking of dreams, I've got a big announcement. I, Master Johnnington Franks the 13th, Esquire, do solemnly swear that I shall forego the companionship of my automaton constructions. No, no, it's okay. Johnny hears what you're saying. But Johnny, you plead. Johnny, trapped up in that bunker all alone, what other companionship could you find without opening your door to the impossibly immense world of terrifying terrors beyond? Ha ha ha! We all know I would never do that because Johnny's got issues, but Johnny's also got you. You, dear listeners, are all the companionship this hunky fella needs. Probably. I like to think of this as a two-way street. Sure, it's mostly one way, as you sit out there listening to my voice, dreaming about the day you could hold me in your arms. But Johnny's too afraid of bacteria and dirt and... Who knows what else? However, I did cover this broom with an old beach towel so I can lay on the bristles and dream. And maybe that's all we need. Because that's all we've got. Alright, folks, you gotta check this out. Way out east of the old 15, where the cracked, decaying ground rises up to meet the smog-encrusted sky, is Allison's Auction House. I'm sure many of you have admired it from afar, because really, who has the cash to frequent such a fine, upstanding establishment? Miss Allison's built quite the reputation for having the cure for whatever ails ya, be that refined petrol, fresh cootie meat, or a couple snifters of Zoomalong, that home-brewed caffeinated brandy to help keep you awake when you're protecting your last can of Kitte Elegante. You know there's probably something out there trying to get it, and you're tired, but you need to calm your nerves, but you're so sleepy, but you can't stop trembling. Now, maybe you can't afford her prices, but you know all are welcome and everyone has the right to try. As long as you respect the rules. But some miserable miscreants didn't seem to understand the meaning of that moldy cheese you wanted was just sold to the guy wearing a belt and nothing else. So a fight broke out. And we all know Allison's NWAE rule, no weapons allowed ever. So these dipshits zapped the poor naked fella with a couple of handheld stunners, which they had cleverly concealed. They beat a hasty retreat, but they forgot that Allison has no problem handing out some wasteland justice. And so the irradiated dust to the wastes were watered with the blood of said miscreants. In fact, I heard a couple of snakers carted away the blood-soaked dirt, probably to plant a few tuber roots at camp. And so the peace was restored, the viscera mopped up, and those idiots' weapons and gear were the first things auctioned off when business resumed. I hear Allison even autographed them. If you can obtain one for your dear friend Johnny, send it my way. I will pay handsomely. I'm a big fan. I'm sure you're a fan of hers, too. If you know what's good for you. 
And just to prove it, I'm dedicating this song to Allison, single-handedly propping up our economy with hard-earned fear packed into a ferocious little frame. Here's Mojo Monkeys with Bodacious.
Remember that militia at Camp Hodge I talked about on my last episode? Seems they're starting to get their shit together. Only maybe not. Look, I'm just going to play their ad. You be the judge. Citizens of the Wastes, this is Lieutenant Lucy of the LT here to let you know we've taken Camp Hodge. Our recruitment drive is in full swing and we need you to help keep the citizenry safe. No experience with combat, firearms, or military training? Not to worry. We will train you get you the experience you need, and send you out with a squad to protect what's ours. And just what is ours? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of our happiness. The goddamn right of every citizen of the wastes. No longer will lawlessness rule the land. No longer will might make right. Our might is here to put an end to that, and do what's right. If you're tired of barely scraping by, if you're tired of being weak, robbed, pushed around and seeing your friends murdered. The LT are the ones for you. Now, there may be some of you who think you can't serve. I'm here to tell you that's just not true. We need medics and cooks and friendly faces to greet new recruits. And truly, any of you can pull a trigger. It's not that hard. See? I just did it. Remember, there's a lot of scary shit out there. But together, we can overcome it. Together, we can make a difference. Together, we can make the Wastes great again. Join the LT today, and I'll see you on the front lines. Mm, You see what I mean? Who died and made them our saviors? Who's to say they know what's best for us, or even themselves? What if, by supporting them, we're just replacing one evil with another? What does LT even stand for? Literally terrible? Could be. Johnny only knows one thing, dear listeners. Lieutenant Lucy sounds hot with four T's. So maybe there's hope for the LT after all, because how could someone who sounds so good be all bad? You know what else is hot? My sexy tunes. Let's hop in the time machine and go way, way back with Wouldn't You Like to Have Me for a Sweetheart by Ada Jones. Wouldn't you like to have me for a boo? 
wouldn't you like to whisper me your secret about as well as any girl you know? Wouldn't you like to meet me in the starlight? Wouldn't you like to have my sympathy? Wouldn't you like the conversation? Wouldn't you like the consolation of a little girl like me? I don't care if he is tender, slender, or if he is short or stout. Any handsome fellow, be his head yet black or yellow, I will suit his taste, no doubt. Silver bells will then be ringing, swinging, never jangled out of tune. Oh, I would be happy if I only had a chappy and we'd go upon a honeymoon. Wouldn't you like to have me for a sweetheart? Wouldn't you like to have me for a bull? Wouldn't you like to whisper me your secret about as well as any girl you know? Wouldn't you like to meet me in the starlight? Wouldn't you like to have my sympathy? Wouldn't you like the conversation? Wouldn't you like the consolation of a little girl like me? Ah, yes, yes, I would, Miss Ada Jones. Yes, I would. Though at this point, Johnny's open to any nice, friendly, warm ladies. Or fellas. Johnny'll be your sweetheart, all right, but in a totally not creepy way. Johnny's an upstanding guy. Also upstanding, my listeners who send me mail. Bless your hearts. I love you to pieces. At him. At JTC writes, Johnny, what can I do to keep my, uh, swimmers safe in this post-apocalyptic hellscape? Gotta pass on my jeans. Okay, JTZ, look, that's just creepy, even for me. You should be worried about other things, like how many of your extra toes are gonna fall off from that irradiated soda you unwisely drank, or why you have to spend every night either alone or in the cold embrace of a metallic automaton. Maybe you're even worried that even if the universe dropped a perfectly non-annoying warm body into your lap, you wouldn't even be able to put your arms around it due to your own hang-ups. We're still talking about you, to be clear. Didn't want you to think I was going meta. But passing on your genes? Jeez, man, no! Why bring more people into the hell we live in? I mean, sure, without them we'll have no society, all human life will dry up, wither, and crumble to dust, so I guess I can see why you're concerned. I really can. Then again, you already know irradiated life forms can have rather unpredictable results, so who knows what kind of monster you might spawn clawing its way out of its human host. But that's none of Johnny's business. That's between you and your biological reproduction partner or partners of choice. My only suggestion, well, you can always freeball it. Let the breeze blow. It feels nice and keeps your swimmers swimming. And now it's, oh, it's, uh, it's Joe. Again. Yay. Red button. There. Uh, hi, Johnny. It's your friend Joe. I mean, I, I think I'm your friend. Uh, we haven't met or anything, but you answered my question again, so it's like we're having a conversation. A really slow conversation. Anyway, uh, you said I should leave the pipes alone, so I've been doing that. Just today I saw a pipe and I didn't wrench it. (laughs) 
I guess it was dreaming about pouring goop everywhere, because that's what it was doing. Hmm. And you said make a stew with a wrench and a rat and vegetables and socks. I was, uh, just thinking, uh, is it okay to chase sock dreams? Do I need to let them sleep too, even if they're on my feet? Or somebody else's feet? What if it's just feet in there, and the rest of the somebody is missing? Uh, I never knew dreams were so complicated. How do you know all this stuff? Where does one begin? There's there's a lot to unpack in there, Joe, but part of life is unpacking things like that yourself. Socks are a wonderful thing, Joe, and clean socks are next to godly socks, but how did they get there? Who did they belong to? Now, these are the kinds of things you need to ask yourself, because only you, with your innate powers of deduction, can answer these questions. Did you wrench the feet from their owner's body? I'm not really sure I want to know plausible deniability and all that. Yeah, I'm thinking, though, that since you're so worried about socks, uh, take an even harder look at those socks, Joe. And take them off whatever corpses you might find, give them a fresh wash, and see what's what. You could even give them as a gift to a friend. Hardly anyone is making socks anymore, and they're rare and precious, so good on you for noticing them. And, and, if you give them to your new friend, you could ask them these questions and really... I feel that would be much more efficient for you. Now, let's check in with Remick and see what snakerly snaking she's been up to. Hey, Donnie, it's Remick again. This is kind of peculiar, but see, after finding Dexter's third and first logs and tracing back to find the second, like a boss, I extrapolated his course out in hopes I'd find more, because that would be cool, right? And I would. I mean, I did. Of course I did. I'm Remick. No ordinary snaker, but I found the fifth. So I had his general direction pegged, but not the root, I guess. I don't know. I'll keep an eye out for more. I'm getting a little worried about him. Dexter Benchley. Log. Five. I give up. How long have I been out here now? day bleeds into the next, and I miss you so much, I can't stand it. I look at Henrietta and think about you every day. Some of her hair fell out. But I'm going to find somebody who can help. Someone out here has to be able to stitch her up, right? I can't return her in the state she's in. I'm going to get her fixed, somehow. Then, I'm coming home. Okay, so... I think you know what I'm saying. (laughs) And hey, Johnny, listen, it's been quiet, like a little too quiet. I mean, it's as quiet as Clanktown can get, which I admit is not that quiet, but I mean it's been quiet in the robot sense, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about because I know I told you to cut it out with the spying and the threatening and the demanding, but... Now I haven't seen a sign of them in forever, and it's like, hello, is there a more interesting snaker to spy on somewhere? No. No, there isn't. That's the answer you're looking for. So, I was wondering what the heck was going on, since I'd been left alone for so long. So, I found an old set of tracks 
and I know they're from your robot because your initials are carved into its foot and they show up in the footprints. It's just way too easy. It's just too easy, Johnny. So anyway, it's going to Camp Hodge. I can only assume doing reconnaissance on that new group that's set up there. But like, Johnny, you need to know something's not right with those people. I mean, I've seen armed groups spring up here and there before, because who hasn't? But the LT have this righteous sense of authority about them that it can't be good for anyone. They're total noobs, but they're gonna cause more trouble than they're worth. You betcha. Just look, I mean, if you want to keep a lazy middling eye on me, I'm saying I won't mind. You respect my privacy, and I'll respect your hidden back entrance and won't give its location out to those guys who want restitution for that petunia body wash you never paid for. Oh, and I'm sure you don't need to be told, but don't let those LT freaks get an ad on your radio show. Just don't spread the ignorance, okay? <sighs> Goes without saying. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Whoopsie. My bad. I mean, whatever, Remick. You don't own Johnny. I can play whatever I want. Well, thanks for the update anyway, Remick. And Dexter, if you can hear this, I hope things look up for you soon. Hang in there, champ. And hey, if the rest of you want to brighten your own days, why not drop me a line at Mountaintop Stud on the Twitters or email host at activeradioactiveradio.com. Be sure to include the words, okay to air, so that Johnny knows you're not shy about showing your inner selves to the world. But Johnny's not shy about showing his inner self to you, is he? Certainly not. Why? Because he loves you, dear listeners. Until next time, my audio apocalyptica. Keep your socks on your feet, keep your feet on your body, and keep your Johnny Franks. Active Radioactive Radio, Episode 4, Johnny's Got Issues. Featuring the voice talents of Jack Kalk as Johnny Franks, Melissa Autumn Hearn as Lieutenant Lucy, Philip Weber as Joe, Jesse Moore as Remick, and Dave Morgan as Dexter. Written and directed by Jeffrey and Susan Bridges. Joe's Question, written by Dragon X Blink. Active Radioactive Radio theme taken from Mainstem by the United States Army Band Pershing Zone. Featured music selections Bodacious by Mojo Monkeys under the CC BY-NC-ND 3.0 license and Wouldn't You Like to Have Me for a Sweetheart by Ada Jones under the CC BY-NC 2.5 license courtesy of the University of California Santa Barbara Library. Standard noise reduction was performed on this piece. Active Radioactive Radio, created by Jeffrey and Susan Bridges. Copyright 2016, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Great. Yeah, now I have to reprogram the bunker lock. Thanks a lot, disclaimer-o, some loyal friend you are. Disclaimer-o, make 
no claims of loyalty to any human who may or may not have created it. Disclaimer of its own robotic person and will not be swayed by human emotions. <laughs>